Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the classic gardens and landscape show. On the air, ready to go. If you want your plants and grass to grow. Tune us in, cause Mike and Chris know. Mike knows it. Chris knows it. 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 Good morning and welcome to the Classic Gardens and Landscape Show on a beautiful, steamy last day of July. I'm Chris Keith. And I'm Chris Joyner, and you got that right. It's a tropical heat wave. You better know. And uh, we have had ample rain, don't even put it to words. I mean, it's something else. Now, I tell you, top priority right now, though, is lawns, you know, because... Why is that? July, all right. <clears throat> the last live show that we did, Chris, I don't know why I did it, but I mentioned army worms. And we did we were virtually not finding any bugs two weeks ago. No, it was just a I mean it was really just dollar spot in Bermuda Yards. A lot that, of fungus. We, we went from in the spring we went from brown patch and then we went straight into like, you know, late May, you know, dollar spot and then the curse of Chris Keith came upon us. Yeah, I didn't said knock something on about wood it. or something, man. And and so I'm going through, and I I noticed this like a week ago, week and a half ago, right not long after that. I'm riding through a neighborhood, and you know, a lot of people got behind cutting their grass. Oh, I mean, no it, doubt. it rained. I mean, I think at the house, out of like, I had a 12 day span there where it rained 11 out of 12 days measurable rain and some of them days was two or three you know a couple inches so uh i mean just tremendous amount of rain well then you top that and you know a lot of people have people cut their grass and those guys man they can't do nothing throw their hands there we were kind of doing the same thing i mean we're managing to get you know two or three uh jobs done a week but i mean it's just when we you know like see any poised i mean we're over there with plastic you know, covering it up, and we're dragging it back off, and we're blowing, you know, blowing water off of it, and then we're back on it again, and then, boom, the rain hits again. We're covering it. I mean, it was just like a baseball field, you know. You constantly, that major leagues, you're covering it and uncovering it, and that's what we were doing. Well, these guys, they get two weeks behind on their lawn care, and, you know, some of these Bermuda yards, man, they were, they were 10 inches tall, and they go in there and cut it. Obviously, it's going to turn the whole yard brown. But at the same time, we had this army worm epidemic coming in. And now the army worms are rough in some areas of town. 
Uh, and you can go – it doesn't matter if you go in center point or if you go – we were down in Russet Woods um, there the last couple of days, and you're talking about army worms. I mean, you literally go down the street. and Now, they like Bermuda grass a little bit better than zoysia, but they don't cull nothing. I mean, they'll eat your pasture. But those Bermuda yards down there, you just go, you know, every six or eight yards, and you have that one out there that looked like it's dry, and you know it ain't dry. We've been, you know, we've been wet for, you know, Nine, six, months. six months, you know. <laughs> so uh, it ain't dry. No, it's not. It's it's just it's crazy how fast they hit. I mean, you know, we're talking about you know a week and a half ago, yards were pristine and we weren't finding anything. And then Thursday, last Thursday, we started. Uh, I found some up right around the corner in, in Center Point, Miss Johnson's house. Little bitty guys. I hadn't even done. I mean, you, I don't even know what made me look for them because I think I saw some wasps floating around the yard yeah but the yard was just as green as it could be so that was thursday and then friday um i got a call from jeff one of our technicians he's like man i'm up in morris and i can see the grass moving there's so many army worms and about three seconds after that kc calls sends me a picture down in uh down off of valleydale road and same thing he's like man there this grass it's it's like the wind's blowing and the grass is moving and you could see army worms just by the thousands all over the tops of the grass eating away at it. And, I mean, as soon as I hung up the phone with KC, I picked up the phone with my vendor and put a rush order on insecticides. I mean, I, I had – because normally arm, fall, like the, like the big waves of army worms, they usually don't hit till depending on the weather, sometime maybe late August, but typically like into September is when we start to really see – you know, the big waves of uh, fall army worms. So they're like a month, a month and a half early. Uh, but, I mean, I, I called my vendor. At, uh, I mean, it was maybe 1 or 2 o'clock on, on Friday, and I said, man, I need some of that long-lasting insecticide that we use for army worms, and I had it on the ground Monday morning. I mean, because he, he rushed it in. And it's not just Alabama, Chris Keith. I know uh, Ann and I and Justin have been shooting articles back and forth. You may have been in some of them, but uh, – I mean, all over the southeast, Texas, Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama. It's just, I mean, it is a huge epidemic of army worms, and they're coming through crops, and they're hitting sorghum, and they're hitting soybeans, and they're hitting rice fields, and they're, you know, pastures. You don't think about pastures, right? But, you know, if, if you cut hay, and that's, your, and that's your living, you know, you take a pasture that's, I mean, what's the average height for good cutting pasture, Chris Keith? A couple feet high, three yeah, most feet? People are, most people are just cutting their you know getting their second cut and they were lucky they'll get another one yeah so if uh, if army worms come through and wipe out a pasture that you're driving past going down the road that's a that's a cutting that those hay farmers don't get to make so the effect of army worms like on our industry and and on the agriculture industry can be in the billions of dollars and so that's uh, all these articles that we've been sending back and forth really are, you know they're talking about how the the detrimental effect that they'll have on on food crops because once you know you get you know you get different types of caterpillars whether you know cut worms or army worms and corn or something like that and they wipe out a corn uh you know cornfield man that's just that's money money waste money that's that you're it. not farmers not going to get back but on our lawns um i mean it has been it has been like an overnight thing you know army worms when you get them to the degree that we're seeing them you can literally go to bed you know, one night and your yard is green and you wake up the next morning 
and half of it, if not the whole thing, is completely brown. Yeah, don't I mean, wake like, up late. <laughs> I'm talking about like like January brown, like wake mowed down. And uh, you just you got and it's and the, one of the bad things that I'm seeing in a lot of yards is I will see army worms that are two inches long, and I will see army worms that are two centimeters long. Right. So you got multiple generations, and everything in between that two inches and a couple centimeters. But you got multiple generations of army worms in a yard, which means that they're going to continue to feed on that grass for several weeks, three, four, five, six weeks. Who knows? And being this early in the season, are we going to get another wave that comes yeah. through in another month and a half? You know, you know, you we can are. Bank on it. So you can go out, right? You can go out, and you can. You can, uh, you know, buy a product yourself to treat it. But the product that, that we apply, like our lawn fertilization and weed control program, if you're a lawn care customer, the product that we apply is long-lasting. I mean, I can get 12 to 16 weeks of control. So there's a big residual effect on armyworms. So if you want a professional product, you give us a call and, and have us come out, you know, and apply that to your lawn. So, uh, 205-854-4005. You know, for our lawn care customers, that's a service that we provide. And that's basically the last, this past week, my guys have been freaking gung-ho, wide open, hammer down. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it, man. They have been on top of army worms. And then I've kept them on their route so that we can keep moving forward and keep taking care of, you know, those customers and everybody else that calls in that has browning in their yards or wants this army worm preventative. Jenny's basically been texting me screenshots of addresses and phone numbers and man i'm telling you i have been making circles around jefferson shelby st Clair county taking care of army worms this past week and i anticipate next week's gonna be the same way yeah um you know because they're still quitting for the next three or four weeks i mean it's not it's not gonna cycle in and cycle out you know in in seven to ten days this is gonna be something that we're gonna have to deal with you know over the last over the next four to six weeks even with our even with our um, you know our our insecticide that we're using with that residual, uh, you know that's something you can't buy over the counter. You got to you know you got to let Classic Garden treat your yard, or you're not you're not going to get that full effect because everything that comes over the counter. That's a quick kill. You know you put it out there, you get no residual, and then you have to go back in there every couple of weeks because they can cycle every you know ten to fourteen days. And you're doing it again, and you're doing it again, and, you're doing it, and you might treat them five, six times before you ever, you know, get to the end of this, you know, until we get into quote unquote fall enough, you know, cold enough to do any good. Which you're talking, you know, mid October kind of thing. So just know, you know, that's a that's a serious problem right now in our lawns. And uh, if you if you need a professional to come start treating your yard, you give us a call, 854-4005, and we'll, we'll get out there and get it done for you. And there's no doubt whether you have them or not. That's the, the, one thing, the one thing that I like about army worms is you don't have to do much digging to find them. Yeah. You just you find them. They're there, they're, they're there, they're not. But you know, some of the time, too, you tell a homeowner, hey, look, you've got brown patch, or hey, look, you've got dollar spot in your yard. Would you like us to go ahead and treat it? You give them the price for the fungicide. I'm like, man, you know, I just don't want to do it. And a month later, with the fertilizer, kind of pushes out a little bit. Not a problem. With army worms, it ain't happening, no. boss. It's going to be green right now, and it's going to be gone tomorrow. I mean, you got to get it treated. So, And, you know, Chris, you had mentioned about Bermuda being the grass of choice. And isn't it crazy how I've been – 
yeah, I was at a yard yesterday up in Gardendale, and the front third of his yard, it's about 10,000 square feet, the front third of his yard was emerald zoysia, yeah. and the back two-thirds was Bermuda. Mm-hmm. And those army worms completely ate down and annihilated every single blade of Bermuda in that grass. And it's almost like they just, boom, they hit that zoysia and they stopped. And they're, like, looking for uh, – Where's the rest of that? Where's, where's the rest of the Bermuda? And uh, now they, they're, they were still in the zoysia. No, they're they're the still zoysia. in the zoysia, but it's like if you got a patch of Bermuda in there, they will go after that patch of Bermuda and eat it. It's like, uh, and I've explained it to customers, right? It's like, you know, you take a you take two pieces of okra, and you take a piece of okra that's like, you know, two and a half, three inches tall, super tender, mm-hmm. easy to bite into. But then you take a piece of okra that's ten inches long. And it's like chewing on a stick. Trash. I mean, it's like stringy and hard to eat. Well, that's Bermuda, the the fibers of the actual grass blade of Bermuda are very tender. It's like a perfectly cooked steak. Just melts in your mouth, right? Well, zoysia, and if you have zoysia and you cut it, you know this. But zoysia, the, the fibers in zoysia are really tough. They're really stringy and they're, they're hard for, harder for army worms to eat, which is why if you have Bermuda, um, they're going to go after that first. Well, there's a lot more. There's a lot more moisture in Bermuda, just overall in the in the blades and everything. I mean, you take a pallet of sod. If you think about it, like if I'm going out right now and it's a hundred degrees outside, and I get a pallet of sod at the sod farm, and I take it out there, I got to get it out. If it's Bermuda, I got to get it out like super fast because it's going to turn yellow on the pallet and it's going to look it's going to look rough, as opposed to a a pallet of, you know, emerald zoysia sod, I can get it, I can go out there, and I don't have to just kill myself trying to get it down because it'll, it'll, you know, it won't go through that heat as fast on the pallet. So it's just, Bermuda is just a more succulent, um, you know, type of grass where the, the zoysia is more dense. And like you said, Chris, when you mow it, you can really tell the difference. I mean, it's not, it's a night and day difference of mowing zoysia and mowing Bermuda. Yeah, it sure is. Well, Chris, where are we at? Let's take a break right quick. Our number, if y'all want to give us a phone call, ask us a gardening question, it's one eight 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 nine one zero five one zero five. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about some of the jobs we've been doing. We've been knocking some names off the list, but we're adding names to the list. You know, right now we're looking at uh, fall, uh, you know, when we're be doing your landscaping. So if we book you now, we're going to be booking you for the fall. And, hey, falls for planting, man. So give us a call, 854-4005. You listen to the Classic Gardens and Landscape Show on WERC. You know, I've been knowing Fouts Tractor for over 40 years. My dad first did business with him when I was just a teenager. Fouts and I have bonded a close working relationship ever since. There are other Kubota tractor dealerships closer than Fouts, but none with more knowledge and integrity. Fouts Tractor also has great buys on Kubota tractors. I don't care who I get on the phone when I call Fouts. It could be Mark, Linda, Josh, or Pat Fouts. It just doesn't matter because they all have the expertise needed to help me with my questions. The service department gives me excellent service as well. So if you're looking for a new Kubota tractor or used tractor, or if you're looking for an implement to go behind your tractor, call Fouts Tractor, 594-7000. Keep in mind that Fouts Tractor has a great lineup of riding mowers as well. Call Fouts Tractor, 594-7000, and tell them that Mike sent you. Greenhouse Insurance protects everything I own. From business to personal, Greenhouse Insurance takes care of me under one giant umbrella. 
with all the rising costs, it's nice to know there's one part of my business where my costs are reduced year after year, and that is with greenhouse insurance. Even though I've had countless claims from tornadoes to demolished trucks, my rates continue to go down. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Russell Greenhouse and family can take care of your insurance needs from your home and your cars to your boats and your four-wheelers. They can insure your business both in-state and out-of-state. I don't know about you, but to me, one of the most frustrating things that can happen is to call a business and get a machine. That would never happen at Greenhouge, where the phone is always answered by a live person with a happy attitude. Greenhouge Insurance has been taking care of my insurance needs for a long time, and they can take care of yours. Just call Russell Greenhouge at 967-8800. That's 967-8800 today, and tell them that Mike sent you. From Bermuda to Boxwoods, monkey grass to marigolds, we cover it all. On the Classic Gardens and Landscape Show, call us at 1-888-9105-105 to get the answers to your gardening and lawn questions. Oh, Mikey, he's the man, he's the man who knows his plans. Hey, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Oh, Mikey, he's the man, he's the man who knows his plans. Hey, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. I cannot sleep at night. Just thinking about my yard I'm worried about my grass And my soil is dry and hard It's always such a fight To make my plants go strong, Mikey In the summertime My Bermuda always wilts Along comes fall and winter My azaleas get the chills Even in the spring So many plants I kill, Mikey Oh, Mikey, you're so witty You don't understand You capture all our when you're talking about our plants Mike Pender, the defender of all things that grow Smart guys like you, Mikey What should we do, Mikey, ooh, Mikey To grow our plants, Mikey Well, I tell you, you're doing it right now You're listening to Classic Gardens and Landscape Show And I tell you, right now uh, What should we do? We should have some insecticide on hand Because there's bugs everywhere So, uh, let's get a phone call right quick Let's get Mark and Pelham How you doing, Mark? Hey, guys. How are y'all this morning? Good. How can we help you today? Okay, so I have Bermuda grass in my front yard. Um, mm-hmm. This is not an army worm question, but Bermuda grass, it, it's been there for 14 years. Obviously, I've had, I've had I've I've got trees, and they've grown up. But yeah. I have moss. I have thinning grass, and I have moss all over the place, and it's not just where, you know, it's heavily shaded. It's I've got moss where it gets a lot of sun. Any ideas? Yeah, moss, once moss becomes established in a yard, it can be a little bit tricky to get rid of. Even in, so usually we'll see it, I guess you could say, start out in those areas where it becomes thin. And then from there, it just kind of progressively spreads throughout the yard. I have successfully controlled it in in a number of yards um, by 
annually aerating the lawn, but sometimes you have to come okay. in and, and do a supplemental like moss control maybe two or three times a year. It's uh, We sell two moss control products in our garden center. One's a granular, I think it's called Moss Max, that you yeah. spread out and it burns the moss up. And at one point, I know we okay. had like one that was a hose-in sprayer that you would spray. But doing the the combination of those two things, annual core aeration and then using that moss control product should should knock that out pretty quickly. Um, but it can be tough, okay, man. So I'm, I'm gonna go, it, I'm gonna tell you, it can be tough. Does it the, the fact that it's there in the first place does that mean that like the pH is out of balance or like it's usually the lawn no, is something it's usually you see you see moss grow on soil that tends to be compacted a lot which is the core aeration will actually okay. help to alleviate that soil compaction uh, yeah a lot of these newer subdivisions now mark what they do is they go in there and they rape all the topsoil off of the whole you know whatever how many acres it is or whatever then they're running a million uh, machines across there then they build a house and then they scrape it out flat, and they lay grass on top of it. And the ground is so packed from all the equipment and the machines and the, the whole process of, you know, grading and then just everything till the ground is, is as hard as if it were just solid rock. And, you know, they go down there. I mean, they go in there, they scratch it down flat, and they lay sod on top of it. And, yeah. you know, it, it'll, it'll make it. You know, because you know, a lot of times they put in the irrigation system. You know, the homeowner water is good and all that stuff. But then you start getting these issues like that. Uh, you know, just that soil is so compacted and so hard till you know, you, you're constantly having to fight with issues like you're dealing with right now with that moss growing. Okay. That makes a lot but of aeration, sense. I mean, air, aeration is, is a good thing. Uh, gypsum is a good thing. Soil activator is a good thing. All these things... Uh, the Moss Max, like Chris was saying, all those things are just, you know, supplemental things that will help kind of loosen that old hard soil. But aeration yearly. I mean, that's every year. Okay. All right. All right. We'll give it a shot. Thank you for your help. Hi, right, buddy. And I tell you, you don't want to use a spike aerator. You want to use a core aerator. You want it to pull plugs. You don't want it to, you know, poke a hole. It, poking the hole, all you're doing is just compacting the soil worse, and we sure don't want to do that. So uh, make sure you're using the core aerator. And you'll probably need to water it real good before you do it so it pulls a good plug. Chris? Yes, sir. We got Harold in Let's get Harold. Good morning, Harold. Morning, gentlemen. Good to hear from you. A little hot run this morning. Very little humid out there. Man, I bit. tell you, this last, last week's been a beast, Harold. Man, it's tough. Hey, uh, Chris, those spots you treated in the yard, the fungus? Yes, sir. Okay. The, the fungus is gone, but I just can't get the spots to cover over. So last weekend I put some sand down and mixed up a little furlong, yep. uh, fertilizer, keeping it moist. Is that the route to go? Uh, yes, that is exactly the route to go. I got a half a yard of sand on the back of my truck. Listen, Harold, I had my backyard pristine. I mean, flawless, yeah. right? There wasn't a speck of imperfection in my grass. I think I know who laid that. <laughs> and and guess who decided to cut? Guess who decided to cut down some trees and put some booger spots in there and divots yeah. and everything? Man, I'm telling you what, I've done that, Harold. I, it seems like every year, without yeah. a doubt, 
at both of my houses there have been there has been something that I've done that uh you know I've 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 messed up the grass and had to come in. But that's what I'm doing this weekend, exactly what you're doing, Harold. Okay. I got some sand. I'm gonna be top dressing that. I'm at, and I'm actually gonna come in and uh over the next I don't know, three weeks kinda give it a light shot of fertilizer. Um yeah. just to kinda help push and aggressively get it to fill in before fall. I mean, I, you know, we don't have much time left. I mean, we're we're August. That's right. Pretty, you know, uh, hey. so it won't be long before everything starts kind of winding down. Speaking of pre-emergent, when do I put down the bag of gold I bought from you guys? It'll be September. September 2nd. Sec- okay. September, okay. September 2nd. And the okay. optimal time is going to be about 1045 in the morning. Why, are you going to be over here? No. <laughs> I'm just messing around. <laughs> Is that something I need to do now? Uh, your yard, we just laid uh, we just Mark laid a about a year ago. ago. Yeah, you want to back right. off on it. You won't need yeah. aeration on your yard for a couple years. Okay, okay, cool. I love that saving me some work. Okay, now question on the army, the army worms. It's good to hear they don't like the emerald zoysia, but no, they'll the eat it. People, they'll eat it, Harold. They just they prefer okay. Bermuda. All right, but I know you guys have got a herbicide that you come and spray, but what about, is there anything preventative that you can get there at the garden center off the shelf to to uh, put on it? Is there a preventer or you do you apply when you see them? Well, the, what, the, what we sell at the garden center, you, uh, you apply as you see them. The stuff that we use out of our lawn care program, it's a commercial, yeah. uh, commercial okay. insecticide. So. All right, now, you guys have been talking about this super secret fertilizer. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, it's uh, it's it's Chris's super secret blend of fertilizer. See, I work, uh, I work, man, I'm telling you, like the, the, the gentleman that I work with on our fertilizer blends, um, we get some specific stuff out of our lawn care program. Um, over the years yeah. I've worked with, and it's, it's a different combination of, of, of nitrogen sources, basically. Um, okay. slow release, fast release, and it's just got some other urea sources in it that, that, that really have worked well and, and done super on yards. And I tell you, you know, with okay. like, with our lawn care program where we, we come out and treat, we don't use a hundred percent fertilizer products. I'll be honest with you. We, we, because over the years they've come out with some, like the, the bag of gold that you spread on your yard, Harold, we actually use that in a liquid form. Um, because it's easier for my guys to spread, you know, spraying wise. And then some like, like the soil activator that we sell out of the garden center, we use it in a liquid form. So there are a little bit, there is some variations and we, as a, as a service, when we come out and provide fertilization, we control, we can use, you know, different pro, you know, a few different products. Um, if we treat your yard that are superior to what, you know, you can buy as a homeowner, um, so some of the fertilizers we use are just blended a little bit differently because we have the option to do that. And just, I mean, it work, works fantastic. And what I, what I used this year is not the same thing I used as last year. And no, what, this was an optimal year. I mean, it's the, you know, every now and then you hit a slam dunk. Well, Chris hit the slam dunk. I'm talking about like right in a, like a three-week period. And man, those yards came to life. I mean, they look so good. I think we lost Harold. He might have outran his phone. <laughs> he might have. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you, Chris, those yards have looked great this year. Um, 
you know, I was talking before we went to break, and that was, that was you know, good questions from, from both these guys. Uh, moss is a big deal, particularly if you've got compacted soil, you know, from trees and stuff like that. You know, you see all the time they'll go in and build a big subdivision and they put a maple tree in the front yard right off the rip, you know, or, or an oak tree that's going to get, you know, 50 feet tall. Going to Ross, I was down in Ross Bridge um, replacing a couple shrubs at a lady's house that died yesterday, and every house is a lollipop. You know what I'm saying? I mean, every one of them, you got an oak in this one, a maple in this one, an oak in that one, a maple in that one, all the way through Ross Bridge from one end to the other. And uh, the houses that have been there now 10, 12 years, whatever, they've either had to take that tree out of the front yard or they ain't got no yard. I mean, it just it is what it is. But you got a yard that's eight hundred square foot, and you put a hardwood tree in it. It just it ain't gonna work. It's not gonna. It certainly. Isn't. And there's a section of Lake Cyrus that they've built. I don't know, maybe ten or fifteen years apart, right? So, you know, Lake Cyrus Road. I'm just using it for yeah. example. This road, you know, had you know seventy houses, and then it stopped in a cul-de-sac, and then they came in fifteen years later and extended the road another seventy houses. And the front 70 houses had oaks, maples, Bradford pears in them. And every single one of them had virtually no grass. And then you go to the last 70 houses, and they all got really nice grass, but they got the same trees planted in the front. And you're you're looking at it, and you're like, yeah, 10 to 15 years from now, uh, you know, all those yards are going to just be thin and barren. Because trees and grass just don't mix, especially big trees like that. And I know we've got several varieties, you know, Chris Keith, that we have planted um, you know, that are smaller for garden home yeah. communities. Um, but you can't come in and plant, a, you know, a you know, maple variety that's going to get, you know, 30, 40, 50 feet tall and, and roots all on the surface or river birches. You used to see a lot of river birches in front yards. Um, it just don't mix. Well, I had to go do, um, I had to go do a repair the other day for um, Jill Rodich out in Greystone, and, yeah, I've been trying to talk Jill and them into cutting those those river birch above that retaining wall on the left-hand side going in their driveway for the last three or four years, and eventually it's got to be done. I mean, it's going to bust the retaining wall down, and it had already ran over there. The roots are so bad, Chris, that it had busted a, a, busted a sprinkler head. You know, just the force of the roots had just, just squeezed it like that, just like it's crushed it like a – like wow. a grape, it was bad. So, uh, yeah, some of these trees, man, you just – there's a spot, and I just to say everybody – every tree there's a spot for. Um, I don't know if I got one for a river birch. <laughs> Unless I put it beside my pond down there, you know, say, for yeah, a shade yeah, tree, and say, I ain't got to worry about yeah, it. Yep, and then you uh, flip, a, flip a little jig up underneath That's there it. and catch you a couple little bass, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, Chris, let's take another break. I do want to say happy birthday to my daughter. She's uh, 19 today. Oh, man, 19. That? Golly. Yeah. That's crazy, ain't it? And uh, she's working at the Flying Biscuit today. So if you want some breakfast, go down to the Flying Biscuit and they serve tip, egg, egg, tip well. They serve Eggs Benedict down there? Man, they, let me tell you, they got a phenomenal breakfast. Yeah, I have to check that out. I might go there next. Up. You better do it. Give us a call if you got a gardening question. It's one eight 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 nine one zero five one zero five. If you need to set up an appointment for landscaping, irrigation, night lighting, land clearing, lawn care, if you need a patio or retaining wall built, 
We do all that stuff. Call us Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. We're closing on the weekends this time of year in the dog days of the heat. Uh, we just don't garden on Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all come see us during the week, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. We're at 1855 Carson Road, where we've been for 35 years. And uh, we'll see you in just a second. You know, I've been knowing Fouts Tractor for over 40 years. My dad first did business with him when I was just a teenager. Fouts and I have bonded a close working relationship ever since. There are other Kubota tractor dealerships closer than Fouts, but none with more knowledge and integrity. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fouts Tractor also has great buys on Kubota tractors. I don't care who I get on the phone when I call Fouts. It could be Mark, Linda, Josh, or Pat Fouts. It just doesn't matter because they all have the expertise needed to help me with my questions. The service department gives me excellent service as well. So if you're looking for a new Kubota tractor or used tractor, or if you're looking for an implement to go behind your tractor, call Fouts Tractor, 594-7000. Keep in mind that Fouts Tractor has a great lineup of riding mowers as well. Call Fouts Tractor, 594-7000, and tell them that Mike sent you. Call 1-888-9105-105 with questions about all things green and everything in between. It's the Classic Gardens and Landscape Show. This is News Radio 105.5 WERC and iHeart Radio Station. Available everywhere on our free iHeart Radio app. Number one for music, radio, and podcasts. All in one. Grub killer, stump killer, insect killer, weed killer, lawn food, vegetable food, tree food, flower food, insecticide, fungicide, miticide, pesticide, classic gardens, and fertile loam has it all. Bark, mulch, pea, gravel, topsoil, pine, straw, azaleas, fruit tree, shade tree, shrubbery, pottery, potting soil, tomatoes, roses, classic gardens has it all. Landscaping, irrigation, not lighting, lawn care, fertilization, weed control, insect control, liming, radio show, TV show, keeping you in the know. Classic Gardens does it all. And we're back with the Classic Gardens Landscape Show. And, uh, man, we've had a couple good calls, and uh, we got a couple more coming up. Let's get Joe right quick out in Trustful. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Fine. How are you doing? Doing good. How can we help you today? What is the difference between a weed and a regular plant? That, that, that people put in the ground. You said a weed and a regular plant? Yeah. Oh. Well, the definition of a, a perennial is a pretty weed, so uh, there really ain't that much difference. I mean, if you think about it, all plants, you know, some plants have a purpose and some, well, all right, let me take a step back. Some plants that would be as basically a a weed is a plant that's in the wrong place. So if you think about it, Dallas grass in my pasture is a good thing, but Dallas grass in Chris's Bermuda yard ain't a good thing. So it just depends really on on your when viewpoint. I, when I said every <laughs> when I said every plant has its place, there's a place for every plant. You know, God intended that obviously, or He would have never made them, right? So a weed 
is just a plant that's out of place. If it grows wild in your shrub bed, uh, you know, and it's not supposed to be there, then it's a weed. But if you planted it there, it would be a perennial or a plant, you know. It's just, it just, that's the way I've always thought about it. Uh, would you say that dandelions are generally considered a weed? Most of the time, yes. Yeah. Of course, there's, you know, there's yeah. some people that take dandelions and, and, and eat and, them and make herbal teas and things with them. So, you know, one man's trash is another one's treasure. Well, am I crazy? Because I think dandelions are just beautiful. They are, I mean, for a short period of time. All right, then. Well, y'all have a good day today, then. Uh, Hi, buddy. I appreciate you. My cup's half full, Chris. (laughs) That's right, you know. Hey, my my father-in-law would dig onions out of his yard, and he's got, I don't know, four or five of those, our tomato program, 25-gallon tomato program buckets. He's got four or five of those full onions that he dig out of the yard. Man, we use those things for salad. Like All leaks. the time to go out there and, and pick them, pick them, chop them up, put Dad's in salad. Got a, Dad's got a patch of, uh, like, garlic he got from somebody. Yeah. It's that, you know, and I mean, it gets some big old wide leaves on yeah, it. Yeah, it's know, like, like an elephant garlic type grows stuff. Up tall and weird, and he yeah. uses that stuff, and, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way I can think about it, though, is like, you know, Dallas grass, Bahia grass, all that stuff. You know, I don't even think you buy a Dallas grass seed. I wish you could because I got another pasture I wish it was in <laughs> kind of thing. It's like you mow this pasture and you get the seed off of it, and then you go mow that one because you want to spread it out. Yeah, man. But uh, I, if I never be, saw another Dallas grass spring again, I'd be happy. That's it. So, I mean, it, it just depends. We got another caller. We got right? Jeff and Thorsby. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Good morning. Um, guys, we bought a, a new home in January that had some red tips, and uh, they probably have not been uh, trimmed for, I would say, 15 to 20 years. And uh, in April, I took the chainsaw and uh, really cut them down to about four foot uh, tall uh, on all of them. And uh-huh. since that time, in any signs of uh, growth or uh anything coming back and i just wanted to know have i killed them or will they come back uh if you hadn't seen any sign of growth by now you probably killed them okay okay usually that thing i mean usually those things are are pretty big i was told that you could uh, sorry i was told you could be really pretty aggressive with your cutting on those so we thought uh leaving them with that sort of height we would be okay but um there's not really been any signs of anything, so I just wondered if that's the case or if they were shot for a season or what the story would be. Um, if you haven't seen any regrowth, uh, you probably killed them. I don't know, too. More than likely, you didn't have a red tip. More than likely, you had a cleara. Now, the old red tips are just about extinct. You might see one. or, or First off, you wouldn't see one that's been planted hardly in the last uh, 15 to 20 years because the plant's been going extinct that long. Uh, what they use is a plant called a clear, which is has still has some kind of red-orange looking tips on it. Uh, it's it's a shiny green plant, much like a, a red tip. And a lot of people plant them against houses 15 to 20 years ago because it's a cheap plant. They can they can grow them off quick, but they don't bounce back real good from a severe pruning like that. Um, and that may be, that's probably the problem. Uh, yeah, I just pull them up and replace them. Okay. 
I got you. All right. Appreciate you taking my call. Yes, sir. Have a good evening. Yeah, those uh, those plants a lot of times are mistaken for one another. It's kind of like a compacted holly versus a boxwood. Yeah. Both of them look a lot. You know, the common homeowner wouldn't know the difference between a compacted holly and a boxwood. But back 15, 20, 25 years ago, a lot of clears and a lot of compactas and a lot of soft-touch hollies like that were planted because they were cheap plants. You know, the contractor could go get them for a little of nothing, stick them in there, and, you know, they'd last – you know, 15 years before you started getting root disease and this, that, and the other. They got, you know, clear air gets huge uh, if you let it. With 15 years, you could have a clear air that's, you know, oh, 15 it, feet tall, 20, easy. you know? Easy. So, and, and it's crazy because, like, I think of clear air as almost bulletproof because yeah, I've, tough. I've taken – my mom has one on the corner of her house that I can remember chopping down with a machete when I was a kid. And it's still – man, it's still there. I mean, I took it – you know, I would take it from 10 feet down. I'd get out there with a machete and, I mean, just – whack the heck out of that thing and it would just it would bounce right back yeah i mean they are they're t- now, super tough old they plants. are you talked about root disease like root phytophthora of clears tend to be really really bad about getting root disease on them and when you get them get that in there they'll go down quick and that can be a really really tough disease to control yeah i had an old an old customer that was a customer of ours for years in the garden center back several years ago um He's probably no longer with us now. He's, you know, he's that older fella. But he uh, tried clears, and he was he was hell bent on trying clears in this one spot, you know, because he had three clears, and there was one spot right here where he just needed another one to make the, you know, make the screen. Yeah, well, it was, you know, you had them on either corner of the house, and you had one on the left side of the steps, and he, by God, he wanted one on the right side of the steps, so everything was, you know. Uniform. Yeah, yep. at peace in the world kind of thing. <laughs> and he planted that one on the right side of that steps. I get you five times and never did get one of them to grow. So plants are weird like that. I mean, that. I had, I, I've told this story a few times at my first house. I had a row of five azaleas, and number three and four would never grow. Nothing I did would make those things grow. So number three and four never grew. And then I replaced them with gardenias. Well, number three and four gardenia never grow. And then I ended up coming in with, like, dianthus and, and bedding plants, and everything grew fine from there. But I could never get shrubs to grow in that one particular, those two particular holes for some reason. Never could figure it out either. Yeah. Well, Chris, talking about shrubs, I, I, you know, we have been all over the country um, doing work. I'm talking about everywhere. Um, I, matter of fact, I've been to so many people's house, I literally had to get Jenny to print off all the places that we'd been. Because I'm literally off of this and on that one, off this one, on that, and we're wide open. We've had dry, we've had dry weather, so y'all been able to <laughs> make some ground, burn goes, some rubber. It goes a long way. Uh, we were down at David and Daniel, uh, David Daniels. They're down. Um, what? Where is that, Chris? You measured that yard. It's a uh, Brook Highland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had the window work and the yep. construction Man, the last they, year. So we were down there doing their shrubs six, you know, six months after they did all this work to their to their house. We went down there and did that. We were at uh, now that's uh, uh, Brook Highland. We left two eighty. Yep. We were out in Trustful at uh, at uh, Danny Butterworth. Well, I make you want some pancakes this time. Of morning. Oh, sounds good. Butterworth. I had, I had how how cool is that name, right? So we were down there. They had about, they got a dog, and they had an area behind their house. First off, it gets too much shade. They got a really nice new deck in the backyard. 
but they got way too much shade against the back of the house for like 15 feet. And they got that red, red dirt, you know, like you could, you could mix a little water with it and paint. Yep. You know, it's brick red. Well, that's their dirt over there. So the dog would go out, and every time the dog would come in, they literally had to give the dog a bath that was that bad. So we went in there and put in metal edge and went around the porch and all down the back side of the house, 15 put put bee gravel in there. So that'll that'll solve the mud problem. Um, left from there, and uh, we were at Mandy uh, Flaherty. She's on the other end of Trustful out there, uh, Pepper Tree uh, area. She bought a house about nine months ago, uh, and one side of her house, the water just rushes down this hill and comes down there, and she's having water issues inside in the basement. Uh, we gave her a price of seal against the, the foundation, but we also gave her a price to put in a French drain, too, and she's going to try the drain first and see how that works, and then if that don't solve the problem completely, then we don't have to you know, revamp and refigure. But we took all of our water from the side of that house in a big, you know, foot-wide drain full of gravel in there. When we popped it all the way out there to her driveway, once you get past her house, it slopes quite a bit back to the right towards the driveway. We got good fall on that, so that ought to take all that water from the side of the house and shoot it around to the driveway. So we were uh, out there. We actually had to go back out to Mandy's house and do a repair Again, she just bought this house nine months ago, and she got an irrigation system. But there, you know, the ball valve was turned off. She hadn't needed any irrigation the last six or you know nine months. So when she turned that thing on, uh, she had all kinds of problems. I had to rebuild the whole manifold out there because whoever put their uh, her her valves in, her valves, Chris, were stacked on top of each other. So how are you supposed to service the bad those? valve? The bad valve was like three down. And there's no way you could get it out of there. So I had to rebuild the whole manifold and fix all that. But we, we got that fixed for her. Uh, before that, we were at Tiffany Easter's. She's got a big, long, nice house uh, out in, like, the Mount Olive area. And she doesn't have a lawn. She's got a yard, big old yard. But she had this this big, long porch all the way across the front of the house and no shrubs. So we went in there and put new shrubs across the front of her house, planted some crepe myrtles up her driveway that will be beautiful. You know, 15 years from now, they'll be, you know, awesome. So uh, did that little job out there for her. Um, just thinking, we were out at Cliff and Shelley's uh, out in Argo. They, uh, th- Their house sits right against a bluff, more or less. And we literally had to dig an 80-foot trench their house is 80 feet long, and we had to dig an 80-foot trench in a spot that's two and a half feet wide from one end of the house to the other uh, and put a drain behind their house because all this water washing down, down here going under the house and causing um, mold damage and stuff like that. So they want to get all that water out from behind the house. So we went out to Cliff and Shelley's and, and fixed that stuff. And then uh, we were down from there. We went all the way to Alabaster. And we did a job for Mr. and Ms. Harville. Uh, they're out in, like, Wind Lake Cove. And we've done – this is the second job we've done for them. We gave them a price to do a third job. But it's like, you know, every, you know, like everybody, we all got a budget. And this project was, you know, $2,500. And the last project was $3,000. And the other one's about 4500 kind of thing. So they're just 
you know, getting them one every, you know, six or eight months kind of thing on the books and knocking things out. They've got a vacant lot beside them. And this whole subdivision is is it's weird. This well, the subdivision is not weird, but this lot's weird because every every house in the subdivision is built, and this lot's sitting there vacant. And it's like they went on there and started building a house, and then they dug the foundation, and then I don't know if they weren't permitted or what happened or whatever. But it shut down, and it's been that way on Cedric and them for like three or four years. So now it's just a grown-up mess. It's causing a water issue in the corner of their their lot right there. So that one, that's going to be a little more complex project in the backyard right there. So that's kind of, you know, just a few of the things we've, we've did, done over the last week and a half. We did all that in the last week. Yeah, so y'all been, man, y'all <laughs> been, been busy. We've been humping it. Burning the roads up. Not in, but- to mention repairs. We went over to uh, Mr. Terrell's and uh, trimmed his shrubs. We don't trim shrubs. Uh, Mr. Terrell is uh, on the round Mount Rushmore Classic Gardens, and uh, by God, I'll trim his. So that's the story, and I'm sticking to it. That's right. we got to take a last break. Let's go ahead and do that. Our number, if you want to call us, you might have a second. It's one eight 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 nine one zero five one zero five. Greenhouse Insurance protects everything I own. From business to personal, Greenhouse Insurance takes care of me under one giant umbrella. With all the rising costs, it's nice to know there's one part of my business where my costs are reduced year after year, and that is with Greenhouse Insurance. Even though I've had countless claims from tornadoes to demolished trucks, my rates continue to go down. Russell Greenhouse and family can take care of your insurance needs from your home and your cars to your boats and your four-wheelers. They can insure your business both in-state and out-of-state. I don't know about you, but to me, one of the most frustrating things that can happen is to call a business and get a machine. That would never happen at Greenhouse, where the phone is always answered by a live person with a happy attitude. Greenhouse Insurance has been taking care of my insurance needs for a long time, and they can take care of yours. Just call Russell Greenhouse at 967-8800. That's 967-8800 today, and tell them that Mike sent you. It's the show in the know with all things that grow. The Classic Gardens and Landscape Show. I pulled in weeds in the hot sun. I bought the lawn and the lawn one. I bought the lawn and the lawn one. My yard work never seems to... Gardens and Landscape Show. And let's get right to it. Let's get Kathy right quick. She's down in Shelby County. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? Good morning, fellas. I'm fine. Thank you for taking the call. I have two dilemmas. Uh, I have, I truly have the near extinct red tips. They yeah. are almost 35 years old. Uh-huh. They are very tall and they are covered with leaf spot. I yep. had them treated. But only one time last year. I know it needs to be done more than that. But the second dilemma is they are in terrible need of being trimmed. They're encroaching on my neighbor's property. 
and of course the shade is causing their grass to die. So mm-hmm. what should I do first, and how can I possibly aggressively get rid of that? I know I'm going to have to hire somebody because I can't reach as tall as the trees are to spray them. So what do you suggest? I've Other actually than them all out. It's about 15 of them. Yeah. Hmm. I would drip them out. <laughs> no, but, all, I mean, if you want to try to save them or whatever, I mean, obviously you mm-hmm. need to do an aggressive pruning on them. I probably wouldn't do an aggressive pruning them on them right now. I'd do it in like, right. I'd do it in like March. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you get you a bag of, long, I mean, a bag of uh, fertilized mosaic evergreen food, and you just start fertilizing the heck out of them and push them back out pretty mm-hmm. quick. Those mm-hmm. plants, you're going to have to spray about four or five times a year for the rest of your life unless you get rid of them they're always going to have leaf spot there's nothing you can do about it that's what killed them all over the place this leaf spot disease this leaf spot disease you're not going to be able to get rid of it's going to be something and it's literally like you having heart disease once you got it you always got it and you got to take medication for the same deal with these these plants are always going to be an issue for you i swear there's no cure for it there's no there's no mm-hmm. cure for it. There's a maintenance. So you you're constantly putting fungicide on them and they're con- they'll perk up a little bit, you know, and the new leaves won't have it for a while and then they'll get it again. Um I mean, it's just it's rough. You know, it, and it's it's that it's the reason why you don't see like you did. I mean, it was the number one planted plant, you know, 30 years ago. Red tips were planted, you know, so regular, and now you barely see one anywhere. And it's for that reason right there, because they're just going extinct. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. I guess I was hoping there could be um, maybe some sort of something had been developed that would could treat them. Not that's not that's going to be effective aggressively to make them well. Yeah, it's there's nothing that's really going to do you any good. Mhm. Mhm. All right. Do you sell the product that I would need to have to uh, spray them? Yes, ma'am. And actually, I've got a hose in. I've got a hose in sprayer here at the garden center. You just, you, it's got a dial on the top of it. You dial it to, it, it measures tablespoons or teaspoons, and you take that thing and you dial it to whatever you, you know, however amount of teaspoons you, you, uh, you need to spray per gallon. And then what it does, the cool thing about it is it doesn't mix it in the bottle. It just siphons it out and mixes it automatically. So however much you've got left in that little pint bottle, you can take that and pour it right back in the bottle because it's not diluted in the bottle. It's diluted uh, as it's spraying. They're, they're really, I mean, they're the cat's meow. And the thing about it is, too, is if you got good water pressure, you can spray 35, you know, 30 feet with that thing. No problem. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So it okay. does a good job, but the product you need is the Fertilome Systemic Fungicide, and uh, you know it's going to be, you know, like you having. I mean, I hate to put it weird or anything, but like like you've got uh, cancer and you're taking you know chemo and you're doing all this and doing all this and you're going to keep doing it until you, they die, and that's that's what the red tips are going to do. Right. Gee, that's too bad. For everybody. All okay. the red tips have got a terminal illness and there's no cure for them. 
Right, and that's too bad, isn't it? Because they did, they yeah. served a wonderful function, you know, while they did. Yep. And still do. It just would be an enormous project to take them all out. Since yeah. So many of them, and they're so big. All right. Well, enjoy your show tremendously, and thanks for all the advice. Hey, thank you, Kathy. You have a good weekend. And Chris Keith, uh, we're running out of time, but. Right now, the name of the game lawn care-wise is Army Worms. I mean, if your yard's got brown spots in it right now that continually get bigger and bigger, that's what it is, Army Worms. So you got to get those treated. Turn the irrigation systems on. We haven't needed them yet this year, but you're going to need them in the you next couple of weeks. you check it and make sure it works. That's right. If not, give us a call, 854-4005. We'll come repair it for you. I tell you, if you need landscaping this fall, give us a call, 854-4005. We'll get you on the books landscaping. Uh, if you need patios, retaining walls, built, any of that stuff, call us and we'll uh, we'll see you next week on the Classic Gardens and Landscape Show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.